Hello, and welcome to another episode of Myths and Stories, a Destiny 2 lore podcast. Uh, we are continuing our story of the Renegade uh, following uh, the guardian known as the Renegade, as well as many other names, a few of which we'll learn tonight, uh, and their um, nemesis, their their main uh, antagonist of the story in a way, uh, Dredgen Yor, who we spoke about in our last episode and how they transitioned from the uh, hero, honestly, of uh, Razil Azir into the dark guardian Dredgen Yor. Uh, and in our last episode, we left it off with that transformation kind of being completed and Yor being you know, born, quote unquote, uh, and having a very heavy conversation with uh, his ghost, which leaded to his ghost and him uh, parting ways permanently. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I was very impressed because uh, myth myth comes up with these really cool names for the episodes. And uh, this last one, he he named every rose has its thorns, and I was like, oh, poison songs. I yep. I can follow this. Let's go. <laughs> like, does he want me to sing in this one? Is that what's happening here? That is I'll not do what's it. happening. No, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, I again, this is uh, we're we're doing more of a of a uh, a a direct storytelling here is is what I would consider this rather than a history of an analyzation there within. Um, we'll have our little analyzation bits, uh, when, when we kind of feel like they're necessary. Uh, but for the most part, this is just going to be, um, the, the wonderful voice acting of myth, um, which I don't care what he says. He's top notch in my book. Um, you have a very small book then. It's, I mean, it's one page. It's, (laughs) it's all I can read through, man. You know me. (laughs) I get squirreled halfway through that page and be like, oh, look, (laughs) let's go ride some bikes. Yeah, that's yeah. Wow. So yeah, uh, well, let's jump. Uh, let's jump right in, Myth. Yeah, um, and real quick before we do the reading, I I should have probably said something in the previous episode, but I I wasn't sure if we were actually going to do it or not. Um, you may have noticed in the previous one that we had some sound effects layered in with the narrative bits. Uh, it's still kind of an experiment. It's it's still a little bit of a work in progress. I. It seems that the uh, the couple people that I've talked to at least uh, seem to to think they added you know a little something that they were, they were a positive thing. So um, I don't know that we're gonna have them in every episode going forward. I I think we're gonna try and pepper them in uh, throughout this series in particular, kind of as a test run and and see how it goes. Uh, but I I did see a couple people that were were startled at first when they when the first couple ones happened <laughs> I'm t- the first uh, bone crack i honestly i was like did my fucking speakers mess up like what's going on here and then it was like yeah oh no okay oh i'm following oh shit a rocket shit let's go <laughs> like yeah even i was a little startled by it so it's it's yeah understandable so i'm it's it's a little belated at this point but just letting you know now that uh, the intention is for the entirety of this series to have them in there. Uh, may not yeah. be as heavy as it was in the first one. We'll just kind of see where they make sense. But just, just uh, to add that flavor, right? Like just yeah. a little, that, little that's sprinkling the of seasoning. 
Yeah, that's a, just add a little bit of immersion into it. Um, and I honestly really want to know what you think, be it you feel like they're doing a good job or you feel like they're too much and, and they take away from things. I, I really do want to know. So I very much I would appreciate some feedback there. Uh, See, what you, what you all don't know is that Myth is a wonderful cook. And <laughs> this is his way of like getting the seasoning in there and the sprinkling and the extra flavor and going, yeah, did you like that? Like that's that's the secret sauce. So he's he's experimenting with us <laughs> for his his cooking. What, what would you call it? His 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 audible cooking. You started you real that? strong with that. I analogy. know. I fucked it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a good I mean, thing and I screwed it up. It's on. That's on me. You know my brain. I don't have a good brain. Oh. Good brain. I I might be a secret titan myth. <laughs> well, well, everyone we'll calls have me a closet hunter. Yeah. Exactly. No, everyone no. calls me a closet hunter, but I I might be a secret titan. I do like to punch things. This is true. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, let's dive in then. Yeah, so without further ado, we're driving into uh, Act 2 of our journey, uh, Story of the Renegade. Um, and we are shifting focus away from Dredgen Yor, for the time being at least. Uh, and we are now going to focus on the Renegade, uh, also known as Shin Malfur. And uh, this first two readings are not uh, confirmed to be talking about Shin. However, I think it would be real coincidental if this didn't happen to be him. And uh, as we read um, kind of onward in his story and some of the events that happened to him uh, later in life, I think it will make more sense as to why uh, I believe these cards are in reference to um, so we are starting with the chapter uh, from the lore book titled Ghost Stories, uh, and the chapter is Confession of Hope, Part 1. And it goes like this. The choice haunts me. It was not reasoned. I let emotion get the better of me. The fallen had moved on. The few survivors were huddled close in the dark of a cave, muffling their heavy, quick breaths, stifling their sobbing. When I found them many nights before, I had also found renewed purpose. I had traveled these dead and dying worlds for longer than I cared to remember, all the while in search of a spark worthy of ignition. And over time, I had grown weary. But in this small band of survivors, I found hope. If I couldn't find a lost soul worthy to be touched by the light, then I would find another way, a smaller way, to be of service. I would lead this small gathering of desperate men, women, and a single child to the growing sanctuary beneath the traveler. If I could not find a hero to challenge the darkness, I would be a guide to those in need of salvation. It took some time to gain their trust. I was odd, other. They thought I was an angel. I told them I was not. 
They named me Tinashi. I did not object. The child marveled at me. Still too young to speak, much less comprehend, he had a presence that was a burden and a boon. His parents did all they could to nurture him, protect him with the aid, comfort, and care of their traveling companions. Once strangers, they were now bound deeper than blood by their shared experience in this new life after the end of the world. And on that day, in that cave, huddled in fear as the fallen skiff's roar faded over the tree line, the mother wailed, a sound I had never heard before and hope never to hear again. Such pain, such sorrow, grief, suffering, loss. Her cry echoed through the forest. Her husband, weeping and on the edge of breaking down, simply held her, and the dead child in her arms. And the others tried to calm them, out of fear that the fallen would return. The attack had been swift and brutal. Twenty dead, only nine survivors here in this cave. I watched the tree line, anxious and afraid. And the mother's pain filled the space between thick trees, and I turned back to her and sought, for the first time, the child's spark. Faint, but there. This little boy was not my charge. Those selected to return were champions. This child was so small, so frail. What devotion had he shown? What bravery? What had he sacrificed? But a thought lingered. Was it not my purest purpose to deliver hope? Every hero raised fought not for themselves, but for the whole of humanity. If saving one life, if redressing this terrible loss, was not a worthy cause, then what was? And I watched the mother as she cried, and I felt myself expand. I felt the light that was me intensify in a way it was outside of my control, as if something had reached inside me and flipped a switch, and a beam erupted from my core and bathed with light the child's small, broken body. A second passed and he began to cry. All fell silent. The traveler's gift had been given. A child returned, and with him the beginning of my journey's end. Did I do the right thing? Would the child grow to reach his peak physical self? Would he, like all returned, be ready for the wars to come? But then a thought came over me, one I had never considered before. Maybe death would have been better. Had I saved the child or doomed him? And as his cries echoed, the survivors looked on in shock. There was joy in their silence, wonder. And I looked down on him and pride 
began to well inside of me. I had done what was right. But that was then, only months ago, but long enough to seem a lifetime. And now the fallen are back, and we are running, and I fear the promise of a gift given is far from enough to save us from a pirate's blade. And that's the end of that chapter. Dude, this is this is crazy, man. A a a child gifted with the light. That's yep. just kind of that. Holy shit, man! Like, do do they do guardians age? Well, that's a good question. And the the ghost does say, um, you know, will will this child grow to see? Uh, their peak physical self, like yeah, I I think that seems to imply that perhaps they age to a point, and like okay. whatever whatever the peak, whatever the height of physical prowess is, is where they stop. I mean, I'm I'm thinking of this also in like uh, real world terms, or, or I say real real world terms. Um, I played a lot of GoldenEye as a kid, and uh, I'm just saying, if you used Odd Job, you're cheating. But this seems like kind of like a workaround for that. Um, but I guess it's a lot easier nowadays to aim down than it than it was back then. So I don't know. Oh, I have no idea how many people are actually going to get that reference. But right, right. Like, did that just like <laughs> blow your mind? You're like, wait a second. How do you even understand? Like you kid, you couldn't aim down on a sixty-four controller because aiming down was like pressing down on a button. There was no analog stick to look down, uh, and odd job was just slightly shorter than everyone else. So if you you couldn't even aim center mass on him, you had to you had to actively aim down on odd job. Yeah, no, that's that's a <laughs> isn't that a throwback? Oh man. But, but no, uh, seriously, like yeah. a child with the light, like that's kind of like a mind blowing thought. Like, in on the one hand, it's like, oh, awesome! Like the family's got to be like super stoked. But then this, you're also talking a child who's now lost all of his memory. Now, granted, it's only you know six years worth of memory or ten years worth of memory, so it's like, eh. well, I don't, I don't think it's even that. I think this is an infant because he said it's not even. Oh, they're not even shit. old enough to speak. Oh, that's right. So. Dude, Probably is... under one year, I would imagine. Wow. Dude, that, that brings up even more questions now. Like, I was thinking like a five, six-year-old, but like, no, like an, an infant has mm-hmm. now been rezzed. Dude, that's a, that's a, like, and even Ghost mentions it here. Like, what, what devotion, what self-sacrifice, what bravery, like, what did he show to, to warrant this? But even then, like even even the ghost himself, like says like something reached inside me and it flipped a switch and I just started resing him. Like, is it really? It, it, does the ghost really have that much control over who they're resing, or is it still like a a predetermined destiny? Like that's kind of like the whole idea of destiny is like yeah. everything in here has been predetermined. So, holy cow! I'd I'd love to I uh, but so now thinking of it like that now I'm thinking of like Jack Jack from from Incredibles of like he just has no control <laughs> over these powers and he just golden guns his mom in the face like that that'd be fucked up as shit but that's that's that what I'm be. thinking now. Uh, well, and that that's one of those things like, does the ghost have to grant them the ability to oh. like if they if they call on 
the light. You know, we've talked about this before. Like the ghost seems to be the conduit between right. a guardian and their light. If the ghost just, you know, if, if the child has a temper tantrum and, you know, un- unknowingly is like trying <laughs> so to call on solar energy nova to throw bomb. fire around. <laughs> yeah. Or a Nova bomb. Uh, I assume the ghost has the ability to to play interference a little bit and be like, <laughs> be like no. no, little dude, you're not getting a fucking Nova bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening, bro. <laughs> but oh it, it's an interesting idea. So, and, and this seems to be, uh, you know, early ish in the city age, the city is there and it's known about because these refugees are trying to be guided to yep. it. Um, but these refugees don't, and maybe this is still a thing. They don't know what a ghost is. Oh yeah. 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 They're very much looking at this thing like, Oh, this, is it an angel? Like it's, right. it's still fairly new. So they don't know what a ghost is. They probably don't really understand what it did to revive this this child, other than right. the fact that it it did something and now the kid's alive. Um, and now they do think it's an angel. Now they think it's you know, right, all yeah. powerful. Yeah, no, that's kind of a dangerous concept in front of these people. So they are on the run from these fallen, trying to be this ghost is trying to guide them to the city, has had this snap emotional decision of, you know, I I want to bring this group hope. I want to stop this this utter sorrow and pain from the the parents, and they bring back this presumably infant back to life with the light, and uh, we get a kind of conclusion um, to this story in the next one, which is another chapter of the Ghost Stories book called Confession of Hope Part Two. And it goes like this. Out here in the wilds, survival depends heavily on your ability to elude fallen patrols. Everything else, every other danger is secondary. Exposure, starvation, hungry beasts, crazed bandits, all can be assessed and managed. But fallen, these vicious pirates... They hunt and kill, not only for their own survival, but for sport. They relish the slaughter. I was guiding our ragtag group through dense woods, but with a child to carry and many survivors wounded, we didn't move quickly enough. We had been spotted a few miles back. The attack was swift and violent. The child's mother fell almost immediately. His father foolishly, though maybe it's best to imagine he was brave, let his grief and fear get the better of him. He ran to her aid, but there was none to give. And now he is gone as well. Two parents dead. One orphaned child gifted in ways he cannot yet understand. Others grabbed the infant and fled. He cried, confused and frightened, and they muzzled his fear and made for the thick of the forest. And I followed. The child was mine to protect, if I could. I had no choice but to stay with him. And yet, here I am. This hasty dictation is meant to give some insight, if needed, into my choice. 
into my moment of weakness that led to a child reborn. I'm recounting as I flee, so mind the clipped nature, this truncated plea for understanding and a brief history of what happened here. I will send this message on signal to any ghost who may hear. The fallen are on me. I have run from the pack to lead them away. And should I survive, I will return to the child. But should I fall, he will be left to others to raise, and will ever have only the one second life to give. I left him in the care of a terrified man and woman. But they are smart and caring, and they have courage, but know when to run, when to survive. They will stay hidden until the fallen are away, my light serving as a distraction to lure them as far from these humans as I can. I made my presence known to the pirates and darted from the last of the survivors, made myself a target to buy them time, but that time is short. The fallen are close now, and closing. I can hear the bark of their war cries. I can feel the spark of their blades. They've long since learned that to kill one like me is a future problem solved. I am not sorry for the choice I made. The child gave hope, though fleeting. What comes next for him is unknown, but there is promise in him should he find a sanctuary, should he find guidance. This is not a confession. This is my hope. This is my... And the transmission ends there. Presumably in death. Presumably in death. Uh, uh. I'm going to start these off sad, Myth. (laughs) Because destiny, for all people want (laughs) to pretend is a very grim, dark world. It is. It really is. That's why we can't have any love in this world. <laughs> but, but, there, there's a little, there's a silver lining here. He he saved this infant, and they do confirm infant here. Yeah. Um, and the infant is now in the care of, you know, these refugees that are, are by the ghosts uh, kind of analysis, they are compassionate. They will care for the kid. They're smart. They'll, be as safe as they can be um you know and although it, the ghost here says like this second life is gonna be the his last one you know he's if if the ghost dies there's no one left to res him right a a, a lightless guardian who didn't even know he had the light in the first place right this is this is, this is a very odd it's, it's a very, very odd, odd scenario myth. it's a very, very odd very scenario odd. Uh, but, but I, you know, hold on to this scenario and we'll, we'll see okay. why, uh, as we go through more of the readings tonight, but, um, but they were, you know, the ghost presumably was successful in leading this fallen pack away at the cost of its own life to save its tiny charge and its caregivers. Could it, could a ghost res a ghost? I'm pretty sure if that could happen we would have seen it happen already. In- infinite light. <laughs> Cause that, I mean, I mean that alone, like that, the idea of this ghost, like leading it, like that's, that's, 
that's everything. That's devotion, bravery, self-sacrifice, yeah. all of that. Like so, the ghost himself has now shown those qualities, and that would just be an odd thing for a ghost to just be like, "Oh, that's my spark," and res the ghost. Like, what do you, what do you do with that info? Yeah. So. So we, we're starting off our episode tonight with this story of this small child and this ghost that gave it a second life and sacrificed itself for that child to keep it. Um, and now we are continuing on to uh, what is kind of the first true mention of Shin's life. Uh, and that is in the ghost fragment from Destiny 1 titled The Last Word, Uh, and it goes like this. I'm writing this from memory. Some mine, but not all. The facts won't sync with reality, but they'll be close. And there's no one to say otherwise, so for all intents and purposes, this will be the history of a settlement we called Palamon, and the horrors that followed an all-too-brief peace. I remember home and stories of a paradise we'd all get to see someday, of a city shining even in the night. Palamon didn't shine, but it was a sanctuary of a sort. We'd settled in the heart of a range that stretched the horizon, wooded mountains that shot with a purpose toward the sky. Winters were harsh, but the trees and peaks hid us from the world. We talked about moving on sometimes, striking out for the city, but it was just a longing. Drifters came and went. On occasion, they would stay, but rarely. We had no real government but there was rule of law, basic tenets agreed upon by all and eventually overseen by Magistrate Loken. And there you have it. No government until there was. I was young, so I barely understood. I remember Loken as a hard-working man who just became broken. Mostly I think he was sad. Sad and frightened, as his fingers tightened on Palamon, people left. Those who stayed saw our days become gray. Loken's protection from the fallen, from ourselves, became dictatorial. Looking back, I think maybe Loken had just lost too much of himself, his family, but everyone lost something, and some of us had nothing to begin with. My only memory of my parents is a haze, like a daydream, and a small light, like the spark of their souls. It's not anything I dwell on. They left me early, taken by dregs. Palamon raised me from there, the family I call my own called my own, cared for me as if I was their natural-born son. And life was good. Being the only life I knew, my judgment is skewed, 
and it wasn't easy, pocketed by loss as it was, but I would call it good. Until, of course, it wasn't. Until two men entered my world. One a light, and the other the darkest shadow I would ever know. And that's the end of that one. All righty. So we have our first, uh, the first mention of, of Palomar, uh, which is, uh, that's going to be a, a fairly important city. Palomar. Um, Palomar. Palomar, sorry. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, I was thinking <laughs> Star Wars started creeping inside <laughs> of my head. And I was like, no, get out of there. What are you, what are you doing? Um, so yeah, so we have Palamon, uh, the a small settlement, uh, very much like uh, I, again. I'm reminded of the one that Jermaine, uh, the drifter, uh, kind of spent his time in, um, and that's that's what these little settlements were. They were they were very much little outskirts of of huddled masses just trying to survive day to day life. Uh, which again, it's it, it's it's odd to me that that more people didn't flock to the city, but. Uh, as as in with the first two readings, like people were trying to flock to the city and they just couldn't. Like it's right. it, it's such a outlaw world out there with all the pirates and dregs and captains and all that nonsense. Well, and um, such a distance to travel. Like yeah, the generic the the normal roving band of nomads they don't have a a jump ship to right. hop. Like they have to travel that on foot, and yep. that is a giant expanse. To, to have to go. Uh, granted, we don't know exactly where it is, but well, the big thing is like try to imagine walking like you got you get res in Canada, and the last city is in Argentina. Right. <laughs> go, like that. That's that's literally what you're given. That's the information you're given, and you're like go. Like see that ball over there? No, you can't because it's on the other side of the globe. <laughs> We've got to go that way. Like, yeah, no. It's these yeah. are these are massive. Uh, some some of these travels are very large areas they have to cover. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is being written from the point of view of Shin. Uh, and he's talking about how he grew up in Palamon. You know, he, the family that took him in treated him like their own son. Uh, but he does talk about the only memory he has of his parents is of a small light. Uh, which... We did see an infant resurrected by a I, ghost in a beam I, of light. I, yeah, I'm gonna say that that's uh, that's the beginning of his story. I think I think those two confessions are it. Yeah, that's uh... so that that's primary reason number one why I think confession of hope is talking about Shin. Um, there's another reason that will come uh, come up a little later, but uh, but yeah, so he he's in Palamon. Palamon was just this little little town everyone helped everyone else there wasn't really rules or or law until this uh loken character decided that he was gonna be the lawman in town uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely and that's exactly what happened his they say his grip started to tighten on palamon he was you know things needed to be his way uh and some people left and others just toughed it out because I didn't have any other choice. But uh, so with that in mind, kind of that state of Palamon, uh, we come to the continuation of this story, uh, which is in Ghost Fragment, uh, The Last Word 2. Who'd have thought? 
I... <laughs> so this one goes like this. The man I would come to know is Jaron Ward, my third father, and quite possibly my closest friend, came to Palamon from the south. I was just a boy, but I'll never forget his silhouette on the empty trail as he made his slow walk into town. I had never seen anything like him. Maybe none of us had. He'd said he was only passing through, and I believed him, still do, but life can get in the way of intent, and often does. I can picture that day with near-perfect clarity. Of all the details, though, every nuance, every moment, the memory that sticks in my mind is the iron on Jaren's hip. A cannon that looked both pristine and lived in, like a relic of every battle he'd ever fought, hung low on his waist, a trophy and a warning. This man was dangerous. There was a light about him, a pureness to his weight that seemed to hint that his ire was something earned, not carelessly given. I'd been the first to see him as he approached, but soon most of Palamon had turned out to greet him. My father held me back as everyone stood in silence. Jaren didn't make a sound behind his sleek racer's helmet. He'd looked just like the heroes in the stories, and to this day, I'm not sure one way or the other, if the silence between the townspeople and the adventurer was born of fear or respect. I like to think the latter, but any truth I try to place on the moment would be of my own making. As we waited for Magistrate Loken to arrive and make an official greeting, my patience got the best of me. I shook free of my father's heavy hand and made the short sprint across the court, stopping a few paces from where this new curiosity stood. A man unlike any other. I stared up at him, and he lowered his attention to me, his eyes hidden behind a thick-tinted visor of his headgear. My sight quickly fell to his sidearm. I was transfixed by it. I imagined all the places that weapon had been, all the wonders it had seen, the horrors it had endured. My imagine darted from one heroic act to the next, and I barely registered when he began to kneel, holding out the iron as if an offering, but my eyes locked onto the piece, mesmerized. I recall turning back to my father and seeing the looks on the faces of everyone I knew. There was worry there, my father slowly shaking his head as if pleading with me to ignore the gift. I turned back to the man I would come to know as Jaron Ward, the finest hunter this system may ever know and one of the greatest guardians ever to defend the traveler's light. And I took 
the weapon in my hand, carefully, gently, not to use, but to observe, to imagine, to feel its weight and know its truth. That was the first time I held the last word, but unfortunately, not the last. And that's the end of that one. Fan that trigger. <laughs> yeah, that's uh well okay, so cool. So so we have a so we have a new and again, my knowledge of this story is very limited. I know the names, I know the places, but the the events within are a jumbled mess in my squirrel brain. But uh we have a a new name uh <laughs> now 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 my squirrel brain went to uh uh, uh, Super Smash Bros. A new contender has entered the ring. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah. So we have Jaron Ward now. So we have uh, uh, Shin Malfer. Yep. Uh, and uh, silly question. I I I know that this is Shin Malfer. Was there any point in time during these two readings that he he mentions himself as Shin Malfer? Um, not specifically. No. Okay. Okay. I just didn't know if that was like a like like if we were like playing mystery with like the way we did with uh, Jermaine and like who yeah. is, Jer- is Jermaine actually the drifter or is the drifter <laughs> the other guy that Jermaine's been talking to? I don't fucking know anymore. No. In in this case, no, because um, I I feel like I don't know if it ever specifically states until like the very way end. later, way but, later. Um, but yeah, this this is Shin's recount of okay. you know his time growing up and and meeting Jaren for the first time. Okay. So Jaren, obviously being a, a hunter, a, a guardian, um, uh, has now gifted this, this young boy, um, a, a gun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think gifted as in like I hear you can have this. I think it was just more of a, like, he saw that he was attracted to it, that he was curious about it. And so he allowed him to, to hold it and inspect it kind of. Gotcha. Thing. Gotcha. I I was thinking full on gifted. I'm like, man, why can't I have cool uncles like that? I had yeah. to buy all of mine. This is ridiculous. Here you go, small child. Have a revolver. <laughs> okay, you know maybe you're right. Maybe that was <laughs> maybe maybe you're right. <laughs> uh, now it, it's a, it, it's good to know. We don't know what Shin's age was here. Um, sure. But Jaren had to kneel down to. To him, so like still quite I, I young, I like imagine a, like 10, 10 or ten or twelve or so. Yeah, I think I that, that's probably a good guess as far as age range. But yeah, so. to have the to have the knowledge to to one be infatuated with the idea of a guardian, and then to look at the the sidearm and 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 really admire it for its its power and its craftsmanship and everything. Like the, he talked about how it's it's pristine, but it looks lived in. Like it's but it 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 holds so much power within. Um, yeah, no, he's he definitely has a true respect for for this guardian and his and his uh his iron. <laughs> yep. Uh and knowing what we know from the uh first reading, the last word, the first chapter, uh Loken, who has a dictator like grasp on this town, uh probably not too keen on a very powerful entity just yeah. walking in. I was going to ask, is Lo- Loken's just a dude, right? Like, he's not a guardian or anything, right? 
it, yeah, everything we know yeah. implies he's just he's just a guy. Okay. So, uh, we get to see what happened when uh, these two met in uh, the ghost fragment, The Dark Age 2. Um, and it goes like this. Logan's men found Jaren Ward in the courtyard where this all had began. Nine guns trained on him. Nine cold hearts awaiting the order. Magistrate Loken, standing behind them, looked pleased with himself. Jaren Ward stood in silence. His ghost peeked out over his shoulder. Loken took in the crowd before stepping forward, as if to claim the ground, his ground. You question me? There was venom in his words. This is not your home. And I remember Loken's gestures here, making a show of it all. Everyone else was still, quiet. I tugged at my father's sleeve, but he just tightened his grip on my shoulder to the point of pain, his way of letting me know this was not the time. I had watched Jaren's every move over the past months, mapping his effortless gestures and slight, earned mannerisms. I'd never seen anything like him. He was something I, I couldn't comprehend, and yet I felt I'd understood all I needed the moment I had seen him. He was more than us. Not better, not superior, just more. I wanted Father to stop what was happening. Looking back now, I realized that he didn't want to stop it. No one did. As Loken belittled Jaren Ward, taunted him, enumerated his crimes and sins, my eyes were stuck on Jaren's pistol fixed to his hip, his steady hand resting calmly on his belt. I remember the pistol's weight, effortless, and my concern faded. I understood. This is our town, my town, Loken was shouting now. He was going to make a show of Jaren, teach the people of Palamon a lesson in obedience. Jaren spoke, clear and calm. Not anymore. Loken laughed dismissively. He had nine guns on his side. This is going to be your last words then, boy and the movement was a flash, quick as chain lightning. Jaren spoke as he moved. Yours, not mine. <laughs> and smoke trailed from Jaren's revolver. Loken hit the ground, a dark hole in his forehead, eyes staring into eternity. Jaren stared down the nine guns trained on him, 
and one by one they lowered their aim, and the rest of my life began, where in a few short years so many others would be ended. And that's the end of that one. Let's go. Let's go. Oh God, I love I love a good like like I don't what do you call that moment? It's not revenge. It's not like justice. Is that I don't I don't know. Kind of, yeah, I mean like yeah, the Loken was was finding reasons to accuse Jaren, this uh wanderer that had come in of you know whatever crimes or whatnot to to show that like, Hey, if you, if you don't do what I want, I'm just going to gun you down in the street and I can do it because I'm the one in power here. And, <laughs> and Jaren's uh, <laughs> like, try me. Yeah, pretty much. It's high noon. Yeah. That's what's <laughs> happening here. Yeah. No, that's, that's like, Oh my God, man. Like it, 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 it's on the one hand, I'm thinking of, of like the, the perspective of the guardian of like, this guardian has come to this town where there's this dictator in charge. And he's like, no, that is not happening. That is not how humanity is going to live on at the end of the world. Cause that's, I mean, that's very much like the, the early days of, of, of the risen and the dark ages. Um, this was the end of the world. Like this was, this was trying to relearn how society works and stuff. And, and not like, like, and I think that's a big thing to remember too, is that, the collapse didn't like the entire solar system didn't just die at the, at the collapse. Like the light died. Um, and I say died. That's, that's a strong term to, to apply to what happened at the collapse, but that's pretty, I'd say that's pretty apt description of what happened. Yeah. But, but there are still people out there. There's still, um, there are still pockets of civilization that are going on and, 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 I mean, even like I'm, I'm reminded of of the the eight to one story of like the forges. They just kind of locked themselves in the doors and was like, "We're gonna try to live it out here and get as far as we can, or live as long as we can until we have to move out." And then they start moving out and then come across more and more groups of of people. And so yeah, it's um, and and for the guardian, from the perspective of the guardian, to be like, "I am the protector. I'm I am a light bearer. I am, I am." A, a guardian <laughs> i'm the guardian of the right. people like it's the the guardian and again at this point in time the term guardian wasn't really there it, it, it again guardian kind of comes a lot further further on in history when we get closer to to the city age um but that guardian term still kind of applies here like they are the guardian of humanity um and so to come across a town where there is this dictator just, you know, living, living the posh life and, and like, yeah, you're all going to do as I say, or I'm just going to kill you. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, dictator is essentially a, a warlord that just doesn't yeah. have the light, you know? Yep, exactly. And so for, for Jaren to step in and go, no, this ain't going to happen. I, I love it. I love it. It gets me pumped. Gets me hyped. Gives me yeah. hope. Gives me hope, myth. They're still good in this world. Even and, though that and, this world is a fake world and doesn't exist yet. <laughs> well, and I, I like that, um, you know, he, lightning quick, he could have, he could have downed all of them. Oh, he yeah. He downed all nine gunmen and 
uh, Loken. I, but that's he, what I was expecting. I was expecting pop, 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 right. pop, pop, like. But he only took Loken out, and then he looked at all the other gunmen and like, <laughs> this is think your, your chance. Thoughts, dude. Yeah. <laughs> think your thoughts. Give it a second. Think it through. Yeah. But again, it shows that he wasn't about revenge he you know and he he left loken alive apparently jaren had been there for a couple months by the sound of this um because shin says that i had watched jaren over the past months so yeah this wasn't an immediate thing it, this was a like jaren didn't come here to dispose this person but right. when you know they tried to abuse their power he's not going to stand for it exactly the the dictator sees this as like it's one of those like okay i'll kind of let you do your thing but as soon as it as soon as it becomes an apparent threat to said dictator now it's like now i'm going to take action and i'm going to try to do everything i can to make you look like the bad guy and show that i have all the power and obviously jaren's like huh cute so we have now a little bit of a time jump um so this is presumably years later, uh, many years later. And what we see here is someone visiting Palamon, or, or I guess what we hear, because this is an audio transcript that I'll be reading, um, of someone that comes to visit Palamon that kind of sets in motion the rest of Shin and Jaren's story. Uh, now we don't have any lore cards that talk about them entering Palamon or what the, you know, if people came out to see this, this wanderer as they entered or, or what was happening in the town at the time. All we get is a transcript of a conversation this individual had while in the bar, in the saloon um, of Palamon and what transpired. And then we kind of get some additional info later on about everything that happened. But uh, I think you kind of get the hint from this. So without further ado, we are going to next be reading Ghost Fragment Thorn 2. And it goes like this. Audio unavailable. Transcript as follows. Can can I see what you got there? Uh, Your your cannon. Can, Can I see it? I know you. Not that I can say. And yet, you want to hold my peace. Just that I'd... I've never seen one like that. No, you haven't. Looks dangerous. Seems maybe that's the point. Suppose so. Can I see it? Not likely. Where to... Where'd you find it? Hello? You hearing me? 
I asked you a question. Didn't find it. Made it. <laughs> Hell of a touch you got then. You, uh, you a smith? Do I look like a smith? Looks can be deceiving. Hmm, got that right. Is there, is there a problem? Doesn't need to be. Well, I'm glad we got that cleared up. Now, about that piece. Tell me something. Have you ever been to Luna? Excuse me? The moon. You been? Nobody's been. That the truth. That's a fact. Funny you should make that distinction. The truth is, you must think you're some kind of something special. With that attitude and the way you're just dismissing me like you like I'm nothing. Like I'm not even here. Fact is, you ain't near as rock solid as you figure. Fact is, special's only special till it's not. Hmm. The bones say otherwise. Speak straight. You say nobody. The bones say otherwise. What bones? All of them. What are you getting at? Too many to count. You trying to get a rile out of us? Was I was only making conversation. <laughs> you really weren't. Oh, we, we got a smart one here. Experienced more than smart, but experience has its advantages. Experience tell you to lip off to strangers just trying to make talk? Keep insisting, and maybe we will. Talk? Have words. Ain't that what we're doing? My conversations tend to be a bit louder. Is that a threat? A truth. Who the hell you think you are? According to your facts, nobody. Yet here I sit. Don't matter how pretty your cannon is. You keep it up. We'll see just how loud you like to get. Oh, you done talking now? Guess he knows his place. You ever have a nightmare? You playing games are just thick. Oh, I know you have. This world can't help but... Oh, no, I don't have nightmares. I give them. <laughs> You're a goddamn cliche. The picture-perfect bandit. Hearing your voice, the things you're saying, the shade of the hard man you pretend to be. Oh, ain't no shade. Sit down. Your mouth 
just got your friends dead. This is what happens when you bore me. And right now, I am so very bored. Listen now. You're one of them, the Guardian, right? You're supposed to be one of the good ones. Supposed to be. Maybe I am. Maybe this is what good looks like. Who can tell anymore? You wanted to see my prize. No, no, I... Look at it. Whimpering won't stop what comes next. Look at it. Open your eyes. Not many get such a clean view. The bone, you see it here? Jagged like thorns. I used to think of it as a rose, focusing on its bloom. But the bloom is just a byproduct of its anger. I'll ask you again. Do you have nightmares? Ever seen a nightmare? Ever opened your eyes and realized the horror wasn't a dream? The terror wasn't gone? I've seen nightmares. They live in the shadows. They've been watching. I thought, it's foolish, I know, but I thought I saw a way that maybe we could win. Maybe we could survive. But once you step into those shadows, it is so very hard to walk in the light. Or maybe I just wasn't strong enough. Maybe. But I feel strong now. I stole the dark. Or maybe it stole me. Either way, here we are. And I'm hungry. It's hungry. You have no light beyond the spark of your pathetic life. But a spark is something. Now open your eyes. And that's where it ends. Yeah, uh, the moon kind of fucked up. Uh, I Brazil is dead. Yes. Um, yeah, the moon has fucked up Dredgen. Your that's that's all there is to it. That's Jesus, 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 yeah. Smith. <laughs> Don't go poking so, around bars. Apparently, that's nope. a bad idea. Nope. So, um, this is presumably happening on Palamon. Um. And say, this is I uh, yeah I mean your 
is enjoying a drink. Some guy is trying to, you know, unclear if he's trying to like actually start conversation or if it's a like, I'm going to, you know, start a thing with you and then steal your gun kind of thing, not realizing who he's talking to. Uh, I, th- I think it might be a little part B there. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was the intention, at least. Because def- I, I guess, like, this is the first time... Because, uh, again... It, and this this is kind of like me thinking like meta like meta worlding it like exotics uh, have that like really distinct look to them like you see an exotic and like you yeah. recognize it from across the room. Thorn is very much one of those weapons that like has a very distinct look to it, and this is um, this is very much the early days. So like I I don't want to say exotics didn't exist, but like this is kind of like one of the first exotics like this and last word. Yeah. Um, and and no gun has ever had like bone grafted onto it, uh, and so this is very much a very distinct look here. Like nowadays, we like I mean, shoot, you go through uh, Kingsfall and all the guns are made of bones. Like there's so many so many guns nowadays that just uh, uh, in the Destiny universe that just they just have these crazy looks and crazy cool looking stuff. And but here, this is very much like the early days. Like there's there's the the stuff you see was kind of like they picked up something off the ground was like okay this will work i suppose and like that was their main source of 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 defense whereas like now this is something truly different this is something more this is something crazy like yeah yeah so it doesn't say explicitly here but i uh, we will see later on but uh for the con- continuity of the story here Yor goes on to decimate Palamon. Uh, the town is not left standing when he's done with it. Um, I believe, and we'll again, we'll see this later on uh, when Shin is kind of reminiscing in a later card. Uh, I'm pretty sure he and Jaren and kind of some of the main defenders were out on patrol or something at, at the time. Uh, so they were not there to try and defend against your, I uh, like what, what drives, I, other than just having nightmares of Luna, like is, is, is your just kind of like fuck everything now? Like just kill it all, like end everything just to end everything. Well, he talks about the hunger he talks about right. how it hung how he hungers and it hungers and i i mean he through his through his hand cannon through thorn uh he has been corrupted by this hive influence it it might just be that there is that constant like now whisper in in his head of like kill more kill more kill more you know feed me light i need light in any right. form and like He's just given into it at this point. Like, I'm curious if it's that or if, like, because he's using the hive stuff, if it's, like, if it's that that worm hunger, right? Like, we talk about the hive having that, yeah, you know, the, the thrall have to, their part of their energy has to feed the knights and then the, or the acolytes, and then the acolytes' energy has to feed the knights, and then that energy has to feed the wizards, and all the way up to, all the way up to the, to Savathun and, Oryx, and then all, even further beyond that, to the worm gods, to then feed into mommy's idol, into the upending. Like, yeah. is is do you think that part of that feed, part of that part of that drive, is is still is like 
inherited into that gun and is now like driving uh dredgen like he can't he can't stop killing because he has to feed it has to feed i i think that might be part of it and you know it might even be that he could be feeding himself like he may literally be like devouring this energy to keep himself going now that he doesn't have a ghost really um or maybe it's making him stronger is is Uh, the perk on it called devour i think it is so i think you're right i think i think this gun is is physically feeding him yeah and when you you know a little meta but when you get a kill with thorn in destiny 2 and you pick up the the moat that it leaves behind it does supercharge it for a little bit so yeah. I, th- I almost feel like that's kind of the, the theory Feeding of he the gets gun. power off yep. of this. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Um, so we now jump ahead uh, in the next fragment to after Yor has stormed through Palamon uh, and what has left has been discovered. And now the, uh, you know, the, the, protectors of the town that were away at the time have rallied together to go hunt whatever whoever it was that did this to their town um it to get revenge essentially uh and so that is where we pick up with uh ghost fragment the last word three uh and this one goes like this it was the fourth night of the seventh moon. Nine rises since any sign. Trail wasn't cold, but lukewarm would have been an exaggeration. Jaren had us holed up by a ravine. The heavy wood along the cliff's edge caught the wind, holding back the cold and the rush of water muffled our conversation. We'd seen dual skiffs hanging low as they cut through the valley. Wasn't known fallen territory, but anymore that's a dangerous assumption. There was six of us then. Three less than two moons prior, but still one more than when we'd first turned our backs to Palamon's ash. We took a rotation for watch during the night. Movement was kept to a minimum, and communication was down to hand signals and simple gestures. We could hold our own in a fight, but only the dead went looking for one. A hard truth that cut in direct opposition to our reasons for being so far from anything resembling civilization, much less our safety. The skiffs had spooked Kressler and Nada, and in truth me as well. But looking back, I... I think we were all just grasping for any good reason to turn back. Not because we would turn back, but because it seemed to be our only real hope. I think we all knew it. Forward, where we were headed into the unknown, and following the footsteps we were, it all just started to feel like a never-ending dead end after a while. Jaren. Never wavered, though. Not once. At least not to any noticeable degree. It was his drive, his conviction, that kept us going. And it's hard to think on, but 
If I'm honest, it was his death that rekindled my own fire. A fire that was all but extinguished on that cold night. He seemed confident we were close. But more than confident, sure. He seemed sure. No one else felt it, our own confidence, and any enthusiasm we'd had has set to wither soon as Brevin, Tren, and Mel were gunned down. The ghost, Jaren's ghost, never said a word to any of us, just hung there, always alert, always judging. Not us, per se, but the moment, any moment. I never got the sense that it thought us as lesser, more that it was guarded, wary. We knew we could speak, we'd overheard them a few times, just brief words, but no one ever pressed the subject. From time to time I caught its gaze lingering on me, but always assumed the attention was a result of the bond Jaron and I had. He was a father to me. At the time, I didn't know why he'd singled me out as someone to care for, someone to protect. After all the loss, I welcomed it. But looking back, taking in the arm's length at which he kept the others, I guess I should have known, or at least suspected, that there was more to it. We all woke that night, closer to morning than the previous day. A crack of gunfire split through the wood, and then more. Far off, but near enough to pump the blood. A familiar ring. The last word. Jaren's sidearm. His best friend. But then another. A single shot. An unmistakable echo calling through the night, hushed and cutting. One shot, dark and infernal, followed by silence. We crouched low and quiet, listening, hoping. Jaren was gone, off on his own. Maybe we were closer than we'd allowed ourselves to believe. Too close. He had gone to face death alone. I couldn't admit it, not at the time, but he thought he was protecting us. After such a long road, years on its heels, a trail littered with suffering and fire. Maybe he just couldn't take the thought of any more dead kids, as he called us. The echoes faded, and we all held still. No way to track the direction. No sense in rushing in blind. What was done was done. The cadence of the shots fired told a story none of us cared to hear. The last word, but it hadn't been. And somewhere in the world... Close enough for us to bear absent witness, but far enough to be a dream. Jaren Ward lay dead or dying, and there was nothing to be done. Hours 
past in eternity. We held our spot, but as the sun rose, the others began to fade back into the world. Without Jaren, there was nothing holding us together. No driving force. Vengeance had grown stale as a motivator. Fear and a longing to see more suns rise drove a wedge between duty and desire. By midday, I was alone. I couldn't leave, wouldn't leave. Either I would find Jaren and set him at ease, or the others would find me, or the other would find me, and that would be a fitting end. Just death marching on. But then, emotion, quick and darting. My muscles tensed and my hand shot to the grip of my lead slinger. Then a confirmation of a horrible truth I had already accepted. As Jaren's ghost came to halt a few paces in front of me. I exhaled and slumped forward, still standing but broken. The tiny light looked me over with a curious tilt to its axis, and then it scanned, then it shot a beam of light over my body, scanning me as it had done the very first time we met. I looked up, staring into its singular, glowing eye, and then it spoke. And that's the end of that chapter. Wow. Um, what? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, Jaron Ward's dead. That was short-lived. <laughs> I say short-lived. Like, it, it, right. obviously, time had passed. But, like, uh, yeah, his his kind of play in this, in this, his part in this play is, it was very short-lived. Um so yeah, so I, this whole this whole card is is about the revenge, about trying to get back, uh, um, back at the man who gunned down the entire town, um, and then come to find out like he's kind of more powerful than they all gave him credit for. Mm-hmm. And now now the the group is now a singular one. Yeah, and this this was a long hunt this is a long yeah. manhunt they're talking about they they were on the trail for years before yeah. they got to this point uh you know and jaron had kind of grown closer to shin than anyone else uh and and had become a, a father figure he calls him his third father yep uh so you know it's it was a big deal for shin to to have jaron go in that way um and what's interesting is that his ghost came back that's kind of where i'm i'm focusing on right now is like like okay jaron died but shouldn't the ghost just go res him so and but then this ghost like comes back and like scans shin and starts talking to him now like wtf bro <laughs> so we get a little a little inkling as to what happened there 
um, with our next reading, which is from the Grimoire card, Ghost Fragment Thorn 4. And this fragment is another transcript uh, of a conversation between your and, in this case, Jaren's ghost uh, on Dwindler's Ridge, which is where these two had their shootout, um, just after Jaren has been killed. Uh, and so, without further ado, the conversation between Yor and this orphaned ghost goes like this. Such darkness. Impressed. Far from it. To each their own. His, his light is faded. His light is gone. You are an infection. I am that which will cleanse. You are a monster. <laughs> An old friend once saw me as the same. He was right. And had we met earlier, so too would you be. You'd dare defend yourself, all you've done, as anything but monstrous? I am no more a monster than a hurricane. Then you're a force of nature? I am all that is right. You may not see it for lack of looking or blind ignorance, but I am all that is good. You just murdered a good man. He shot first. And yet you stand. Guess he missed. He never misses. A first time for everything. His cannon. Nice piece of hardware. Well worn, but clean. A smooth hammer. It was his prize. I guess he put too much faith in the wrong steel. Is that where your faith lies? In steel? Not for some time. My steel is only an extension. My faith is in the shadow. Then my light is an affront to all you are. I am your truest enemy. One of many. Would you end me? Not you. Not now. So the shadow knows mercy. And the shadow knows no such thing. Then what? The other. What other? The dead man's charge. The boy? You'd end him as well? If it comes to that, we'll see. I won't let you have the child. Been long enough now. 
think maybe he's a man. You cannot have him. Not yet. I won't let you. That you could stop me is an amusing thought. Here, take it. Why? Give the apprentice his master's sword. It is a gift. You cannot have him. You fear for his light? He is special? Yes. Oh, I am aware. You're trying to tempt him. You're feeding his anger. The gun is a memento, nothing more. You claim to be a vessel, a hollow shell, where once a man stood. But that is just a lie. The man is still in you. There is no man here. I am now, and for the rest of my time, only Dredgen your The Eternal Abyss? So, not all the forgotten languages are dead after all. Hide behind whatever titles you wish. It is all still a facade. No force of nature would play such games. Games. The cannon. You wish to tempt the boy, to spur him on and fuel his rage. There is intent there, the actions of a man, monstrous, mad, or otherwise. You are nothing more than that. And what value does your conclusion bring, flawed as it may be? That a hurricane can only be weathered, not stopped, not redirected. A force of nature is uncaring and without intent. But a man, a man is none of those things. A man can be killed. And there it is. There what is? A sliver of hope. And that's the end of that one. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's a man there anymore. It's Is Dredgen your... Is, is that like Latin? Uh, That's a good question. I don't... Because like the know. ghost is like, you, uh, the, the eternal abyss. And he's like, oh, ha, ha, so languages aren't dead. Like, Latin's a dead language, but people still study it. So they can say they studied Latin. I don't know that anybody like studies Latin and like actively uses it. Uh, so it is not associated with any real language that we know of. Um, okay. Yeah, it, just people some theori- made up, made up bullshit. <laughs> yeah, people theorize that maybe it's uh, a translation of um, a hive word, like oh, if, if Dredgenior like is, is hive or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah. But no, not that. not a real language. I'd I'd believe it to be hive hive speak. Yeah. But so, you know, Thorn has killed 
Jaron Ward and drained the light out of him to yeah. the point where the ghost has nothing to reignite, has no way to revive him. That's that's like the mind blowing thing to me. Is like every time I think of of a res, I just think of like, oh, they just need the DNA. Like, no, apparently they got to have some bit of light, but this thing is actively devouring that. Yeah. Well, and if you remember back to the story of the infant, the ghost, the the dead infant, the ghost said they saw a spark. And that's what they used to create, you know, they, they use the light on that spark to bring it back to life. So I think the light has something to do. Like there has to be that spark there. Uh, And Thorn just eats it. Yep. And and we talked about resing before too. I want to say way back in our, our light and dark series of how like guardians make their own fate. And, and we thought of that as like a, Ghosts are picking, plucking a a a guardian's, not not necessarily f- being from another timeline, but like al- almost like instead of turning, le- they kind of like rewind the 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 actions that have happened and said, okay, well instead of turning left, they turn right this time. So it's it, it's an oversimplification of, of right, the way we yeah. kind of described it, but. Um, I always thought of like like that was kind of like the only bit, but it definitely seemed like like resing a guardian. There's a lot to it other than just oh, I just need some DNA or oh, I just need a yeah. spark or oh, I just need to be able to rewind a little bit and and pluck him from a different uh, um, theoretical timeline. Um, so yeah, that's uh, yeah. Thorn is uh, Thorn and Dredgen are not a force to be fucked with. No, and it's interesting that your intentionally leaves the ghost. And leaves the last word, hand cannon. Oh, it's a taunt. Oh, a- absolutely. It's a straight up taunt of like, yeah, go, go find, go, f- I- I've killed the master. Go bring me the apprentice. Like, I'm going to fuck him up too and prove that I, that nothing is safe. Like, there is no, like, this is the end of the, I am the, I, like, talked about, I am the hurricane. I am the end of the world. I am the right. meteor to end it all. Like, he dredging your truly is in that mindset of like, he is going to end everything and laugh at it. And now I wonder though. So at the very end here where I, you know, the ghost is saying like, you are not a force of nature. You are just a man and a man can be stopped. A man can be killed. Um, and then, you know, your says like, there it is. There is that sliver of hope. Freaking now hope. I, I wonder, because you can see this in two different ways. You can see this as another taunt of a like, yes, you cling to that little tiny thread of hope and use that to come find me again. Yeah. Or that could be the old Raziel Azir peeking through and saying, there's a sliver of hope that somebody can stop me. Oh, shit. Yeah, you know, I I think maybe there's a piece of him that doesn't want to be doing these things and is hoping that someone that will be powerful enough to down. put him down. Yeah. You know. Well, that's the thing too that got like Jaron Ward doesn't miss. Well, he did this time. I don't think he did. No. I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't think he did. Which kind of brings me to a new thought. Like I wanted, I want to do like a time test, like a one on one, like Thorn versus Last Word, like just go to a private <laughs> match and just like time it out and be like, okay, perfect distance, max damage, go three, two, one, pop, 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 like who wins? I fuck, dude, I it might be even. 
there's I'm sure there's a PvP video out Some, there somewhere. Somebody's that, that done it. I know it, for yeah. a fact somebody's done it. Like, yeah. But now I want It's do an it. interesting thought, yeah. But uh so regardless, Jaren's ghost, who is unnamed, uh still, um, and the last word are left as mementos and a taunt and maybe a hope for escape. Uh are le- are all left by your to be uh you know, recovered by Nolos Trace. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um so and say we are now going to read the lore card for the last word, uh the exotic itself. Um and uh this one is a letter that was left for Shin uh by Jaren. Uh, previous to him leaving that night to go face Yor on his own. Uh, And it goes like this. Knew this day would come, and with it one last lesson. There's an end to all things, kid. Good and bad. Sure, best times seem small, and the bad tend to linger, but The only permanent is eternity, and I'm off to meet it. If you're lucky, someday you will too. For now, though, you've got road yet traveled and lives yet lived. I know you got hate in you. Most do. The trick is to use it instead of it using you. But know this. Vengeance is a motivator. Not the motive. I meant to, hope to, say these words to you one last time in person, but writing them down seems the safe bet with the prey we're tracking. Worst part about being a good guy? As much as you may want it, you can't always win. But that truth don't bother me. We do the right thing, because the right thing needs doing. So when another does harm, cast their shadow upon you or your kin, you go, head and hunt for the justice needed to answer any sins inflicted. Don't hunt them because you've been wronged. Hunt them because what they did was wrong. There's a world of difference there, kid. One makes you selfish. The other makes you a hero. And I see a hero in you. And with this last good lesson, a gift. I know, it feels right in your hand. It's weight easy, it's trigger smooth. Use it as you will. I know you'll use it right. It's yours now. Till the last flame dies, and all the words have been spoken. Till that time, safe journeys, straight aim, and good hunting. Jaren. And that's the end of that one. Oh, why we gotta do these sad shit, Myth? <laughs> this, this shit makes me sad. Cause that's ninety percent of the Destiny universe. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong. There's a lot of sadness in this in this game. Like, I I guess I get why why why. <laughs> 
why there can't be love. Uh, it's just gonna end in sadness. Destiny Jesus. is very is very grim dark in its it is. extended lore. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can go cleanse your palate by playing the Lightfall campaign and getting a good 90s action flick. Oh, I love a good 90s action flick. No, this is an <laughs> 80s action flick. That's Yeah, yeah. This is straight up like like uh I st- I still the the scene where Ghost like looks at Osiris and like shakes his head while they're training. I'm like, "Oh, this is this is like Rocky 5 or Rocky whatever." <laughs> like Yeah. This, yeah. So, Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, um, now that I am like all teared up and out of emotions, uh, where do we go from here? <laughs> well, we are going to have our last reading for the evening. Uh, and this is, this is, this is the showdown. Uh, so this is ghost fragment, the last word for, and it goes like this. Thinking back, Palamon was ash. I was only a boy, my face caked in soot, snot, and sorrow. I had assumed Jaren, my friend, our guardian, the savior of Palamon, would always protect us, could always save us. But I was a fool. Jaren and the others, only a handful, but still our best hunters, our hardest hearts, had left three sons prior, tracking fallen after the bandits had caused a stir. The stranger, the other, arrived the following day. He rarely spoke, took a room, took our hospitality. I was intrigued by him, as I was Jaren, when he'd first arrived. But the stranger was cold, distant, damaged. But I wasn't afraid. Not yet. Only a child, I knew the monsters of our world to walk like men. But they were not. They were something alien. Forearmed and savage. The stranger was polite, but solemn. I took him for a sad, broken man, and he was, though at the time I didn't understand how that could make one dangerous. As with Jaren, father made an effort to keep me away from the stranger. It wouldn't matter. As the silhouette approached, fear held tight. A dark figure towered over me, looking into me, through me. He smiled, and my knees went weak, all lost. But then he turned and walked away, leaving a ruin and a heartbroken, terrified boy in his wake without a second glance. And I had been chasing that stranger's shadow ever since. And now we stood silent, the sun high. Seconds passed, feeling more like hours. He looked different. He seemed now to be weightless, 
effortless in an existence that could crush a man burdened by consciousness. My gaze remained locked as I felt a heat rising inside my arm. The other spoke. Been a while. I gave no reply. The gunslinger's sword, his cannon, that was a gift. My silence held as my thumb caressed the perfectly worn hammer at my hip. An offering from me to you. The heat grew, centered in my chest. I felt like a coward the day Jaron Ward died, and for many cycles after. But here I felt only the fire of my light. The other probed. Nothing to say. He let the words hang. I've been waiting for you for this day. His attempt at conversation felt mundane when judged against all that had come before. Many times I thought you'd faltered, given up. All I'd lost, all who'd suffered, flashed rapid through my mind, intercut with a dark silhouette walking toward a frightened, weak coward of a boy and the fire burned in me, and the other continued. But here you are at last. This is truly an end. And as his tongue slipped between syllables, my gun hand moved as if on its own will. Reflex and purpose merged with anger, clarity, and an overwhelming need for just that, an end. In step with my motion, the fire within burst into focus. Through my shoulder, down my arm, as my finger closed on the trigger of my third father's cannon. Two shots. Two bullets engulfed in an angry glow and the other fell. I walked to his corpse. He'd never even raised his cursed thorn, the jagged gun with the festering sickness, and I looked down at the dead man that had caused so much death, and my shooter still embraced by the dancing flames of my light, and a sadness came over me, and I thought back to my earliest days, of Palamon, of Jaren. Leveling my hand cannon at the dead man's helm, I paid one final tribute to my mentor, my savior, my father, and my friend. Yours, not mine. As I closed my grip, allowing Jaren's cannon, now my own, to have the last loud word and that's the end of that well shit 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I got nothing. It, 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 I, Yay, I mean, revenge that... story. <laughs> Yay, revenge. Yay. Uh, that's exactly what this is. Like, this whole thing is just a revenge of a revenge of a revenge. Wow. Okay, so we... So, to kind of like... it, it Well, I guess I got a fleeting question. Is that yeah. it? Uh, that is not the end of our series. I didn't think um, so. I was like, that... this seemed too quick to end. <laughs> like... No, that is there is more to Shin Malfer's story, um, and in a way, Dredge and your story. Good. This is the end of Act Two okay. of our series. Uh, this is you know the end of our reading. I still have night. like thousands of questions. Like yes, <laughs> what, like, yeah, I still have lots of questions. I don't. I, I I know I can't think of any of them right now, but like, I mean, like the the kind of the the, the fleeting one is like well. Weren't there more dredgens? Like, isn't there more to this dredgen <laughs> side than this? Like, there's no way you just like boop. There's dredgen your okay. End of dredgens. Yay, we did it. We saved the world. No more hive. <laughs> Yay. One guy. And how the hell did he use a golden gun? Well, uh, so now I don't know that there's anywhere that directly substantiates this, but in-game context tells me he didn't just use a golden gun he invented the golden gun in this moment oh shit so this is like the first instance of golden gun yes dude we got a lot of firsts in this story i mean it's like, it's very very, very early, early city age like very early i pre city this is very early dark age this is like like well almost no, pre warlords it seems well, we have to remember that Razil Azir was around to see the city built, at least uh, the very beginning city built. So the walls are up. That's um, right. I keep forgetting that fact. So it's after the walls are up, but you know it's been maybe a total of like twenty years across the various you know hunts and uh, you know Shin growing up from twenty twenty years over Shin's story. So that's right, not even yeah. including all of Raziel's slash Dredgen's right. story. So I mean this 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 whole thing could be a hundred years. Yeah, it's hard to say exactly where it is in relation to our timeline. Um sure. but by all accounts, this is the first recorded usage of a golden gun, and what also lends some credence to this being the the first golden gun is that and you can check this out in game. If you're a hunter and you cast Golden Gun, the gun that's in your hands for the super is the last word. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's the same model. It's the same weapon model. I never even noticed that. Holy shit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's 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 actually really cool. Like, no matter what gun you're using, it automatically changes it, over to yep. last word. Oh, is there special interaction if you gold gun last word? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like I'm kind of someone would have found that, but that is I'm kinda... super curious about that now. Like, I want to go like put Golden Gun on and or, or like do that. I want to do that now. Like now, yeah. now I'm just curious. <laughs> like, does it does it sing? Does it say something? Does it shoot faster? It definitely doesn't shoot faster because then we would have heard about it from someone <laughs> in the PvP community. That's I think that's the thing too is like these two are very much PvP guns. Like yeah. <laughs> Thor and the Last Word are very much the PvP guns. So yeah, it's if something like that had been found out, that would have been found out by now. But you bring up a good point. 
So Shin used the light. He used a super. Yeah. Yeah. WTF, bro. <laughs> like a lightless guardian, or what I thought was a lightless guardian, a lightless light bearer? Well, here's the thing. So we had a ghostless guardian infant who presumably was, you know, spirited away to Palamon, grew up at Palamon, and then was eventually bequeathed a guardianless ghost in the shape of Jaren's ghost. That can't happen. Can well, it? I mean, you have a you have someone that has already been resurrected in the light that is a vessel has been seen as a suitable vessel uh, to use the light and a ghost that still by all accounts is connected to it, but just no longer has a person to give it to. That can't happen. Can it? I mean, I don't know how else it would have in this case. All right. I'll give you that one. (laughs) Okay. So presumably if you have a guard, if you have a, a ghost that had, and let's, let's be specific here. If you have a ghost that has resurrected another guardian and a guardian that has lost their ghost, there is the potential based on this for those two to be able to team up. I'm, I'm amazed that, that Sabathun didn't study some of this. I mean, she probably didn't know any of the particulars of it and I don't know how it would have helped her in, specifically in her situation oh sure 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 i just it it's that's a that to me that's a very interesting concept of like yeah and maybe and maybe osiris is studying that like is are there are there guardianless ghosts out there who have who have because i i'm telling there's more dredgens there are more dredgens um that we will discuss after that you know in in later episodes as to what exactly all that is i but I, I feel like the for this to happen is a pretty rare occurrence for these sure. two things to happen and match up in the way that it did for, for Shin. And there also are probably limitations. Like perhaps the ghost can give him light, but not resurrect him. Oh, uh, sure. You know, it can it he can accept light and the ghost can, you know, siphon and give light. But the, con- the conduit exists, but the like the, but the, the resurrection is, right. is like an could be an impossibility, right? Because maybe that connection just isn't there or something. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. You know, uh, okay. So yeah. Okay. So we've had uh, we've had Rizal Riz, Riz that his name is hard. I'm just gonna call him R A. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. We've had Ra. Oh, that makes that's even better. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. We've had Ra. Uh. Go to the moon go nuts, uh, turn his rose into a thorn, uh, abandon his ghost on Mars, and vice versa, come across this town that would would have just been any other town, but there just so happened to be a a little kid there that had been rezzed as an infant and lost his ghost already. Um, kind of poor on the infant to leave, lose your ghost, but I mean, he's an infant. I can't really blame him much. Uh to then have a, a another father and then a pseudo, another pseudo father in the way of Jaren to show up and Jaren kind of liberate the town and show the town, hey, there's more life than to being stuck under the foot of a dic- dictator. Uh, to then the town being raised by Raz, 
And then uh, the revenge story of Jaren trying to be like, okay, let's set things right. And then to have fallen and then ghost and gun passed on to this guard ghostless light bearer. Cause that's, that's what he is. That's yeah. I mean, that's literally what he is. He's, he's, he, he and Osiris are the same. They're just ghostless light bearers. Yeah. Um, and then for the, for him to then turn around and, and get the revenge and, and use the light and, and go use the first golden gun, uh, to gun down dredge and your, okay. Well, um, shout outs. Yeah. So, uh, we have a few for this episode. Um, so I say the first comes to us from Twitter, uh, from Jake who says, Hey y'all to start with the podcast is great. Uh, and then they had a question said the story of the garden is told from the witness or winnower's point of view, right? So could the witness so. be the big bad from the story of light and dark, because that is their perspective on the gardener leaving them. I think so. So I, yeah, I, 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 I think, think we're a lot kind of, of in agreement game, with this. Yeah. I think a lot of the game is that perspective deal. Like, like what is good? What is bad? Like, like the whole idea, like when Mara as, are you good? I hope so. Like, to the right. to the guardian that is, that is the to the awoken that is returned to her as a guardian, like it's all a matter of perspective. Like, is light good? Is dark bad? Is you know it from it, it? Again, this is where like the Star Wars kind of like creeps in. Like from the side of the Jedi, the 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 Jedi are good, but from the side of the Sith, the Jedi are bad. Like, yeah, yeah. Same, it's, same it's, thing it's, with it, the with the witness. Like the the unveiling lore book. Uh, we talked about a couple episodes ago with the witness's origin is written primarily from the witness's point of view. And so their ideas on things and their ideas on their own role are yeah. going to skew the narrative that they yep. put down. And that's, and I think that's the key there too, is like the narrative being told is being told from their point of view. So therefore they are going to paint themselves as either good or bad. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, that's it. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a genuine, I don't fucking know. Like I did every, everything about the, the story definitely is, is perspective driven. So it's, it's yeah. Is, is the witness good? Is the witness bad? Is the witness neutral? Is, is, are all of this stuff neutral and we're just all just pawns playing around in the soup pool? Like, Shit, I don't know anymore. <laughs> hopefully, we will know, and you know, it, hopefully, the final shape comes out. Yeah, yeah. or well, the showcase. I, yeah, I the, the showcase, showcase gives us a little more answers because I'm genuinely lost at this point. Like, it's <laughs> I, I'm really confused as to where everything's going now. Like, season of the deep really kind of like threw it off the deep end. <laughs> Great, uh-huh. I did it twice in one episode. Good job. Uh, good job, me. <laughs> uh yeah it, season of the deep really did like just like I, I don't know there's there's so much in it and that origin story that witness origin story thing is like i may i may go back and watch that a few times to like trying to like devour that or digest oh, yeah. it a little easier because that no, thing definitely. was like thrown in my face and was like fuck what do i do with this info yeah, well, what you can do is you can sit and watch it like twice and then re-listen to our episode about it. 
Oh, and then bam. Like, watch it once or twice more. And then you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Done. <laughs> done and done. But yes, thank All you right. for your for your for your comments and your questions. Yeah. Like that was any question that makes me think is is a dangerous question. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Uh and uh I guess I guess we'll we'll find out hopefully more. Um but so our second shout out of the evening also comes to us from Twitter. Uh this is coming to us from Hades. Uh who Lord said, of the underworld. Yeah. Um who said, uh, loving the episode was sent to you by a Titan from another podcast. Uh, can I get a shout out for the guardian downcast? Uh, love Hell the chaos. Yeah. yeah. Love the chaos between the researcher and the excitement from the closet hunter. It's okay. We'll look after you. <laughs> I fucking know. I might be a Titan though. Like the more I look at things, like how I want to punch shit. Like I might be a Titan, like running. I'm, you know what? I'm a Titan that runs around with like a robe uh and but my robe is kind of tattered so then it it looks kind of like a cape so that's what i am you're just you're just jack of all trades jack of all trades Uh, i suck at all of it (laughs) (laughs) but no so from from this comment it sounds and you know apologies if i'm misconstruing this but it sounds like perhaps the guardian down podcast uh someone on there has listened to us and and gave us as a recommendation which would be really cool that's Uh, are we are we inception podcasting now (laughs) we podcast within a podcast recommending a podcast to a podcast yes sure let's go (laughs) uh and i i'm just assuming that because they said they were sent to us by a titan from another podcast and then specifically talk about the guardian down podcast so i'm gonna do another podcast yeah, I, I actually I tuned into a couple of their episodes, um, not not the whole things, just because I didn't I didn't have time uh, this week. But uh, it seemed like a cool cool crew, cool uh, couple of dudes. It's a very uh, conversational podcast, which is always you know is is plenty fun to listen to as well. So Absolutely. I if you know if they did in fact uh, listen to us and and enjoyed it enough to say something on theirs, then that's Fucking awesome. A right. That's it. We we did it, Myth. We beat life. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Achieve, achievement. achievement. Achievement unlocked. unlocked. Yep, yeah. That's it. Game over, but, man. Uh, that's hundred percent. We platinumed it. That's it. But yeah, so like I said, I did listen to a couple of their episodes, um, much more conversational style, and they kind of seemingly discuss anything under the sun. It can be lore, it can be PvE, it can be PvP, whatever it may be. Um, and they've got guests on and that kind of thing. So Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, I enjoyed the the little bits that I caught. Um, so if that sounds like something you'd like, then there's another one to check out for you. Sweet. I've got something to listen to now. Yeah. Other than the own ramblings inside my own brain. <laughs> but uh but thank you to Hades. I'm glad you enjoyed, you know, what you heard of us and uh and for pointing out that they sent you our way. Sweet. Uh so yeah, our our third and final shout out of the evening comes to us from Audible. Uh, and this is from uh, Connie, who says, uh, finally, I found what I wanted for years. I've been playing Destiny for quite a while, but never read all the lore. There's so many stories within the game, and they're just very complex. It's great to just sit back, relax, and listen to everything being explained. I especially love the lore entries being read out as they are. Thank you so much for this. I absolutely love it. Please keep going. Signed, yeah. a Hunter Man. Yeah, we're all closet <laughs> hunter mains. 
Let's let's so, face it. Hunters have some of the best looks in the game. Like they got some really nice. You you, you armor tell sets. me yeah. that new hunter cloak from the the deep with the with the what is it photo finish on it that gives it RGB. Like, come on, come yeah. on. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Though I still I, I still stand by my uh, and I I I I feel bad, Myth. I absolutely love the robes from Rude of Nightmares because of my little hands. <laughs> but I can't. I I don't know. I haven't made a look focused around it. It's <laughs> it's I, difficult. It it's is. so difficult. It's so so bad. But I love it because it's 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 my little hands. Yeah, I like it. Well, awesome. Mm. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I I I. I think that's part of the reason why I like this too, is because I just get to sit back and listen to Myth read everything to me, and I can be lazy because <laughs> I'm a bum. Especially these last couple episodes, this is a very narratively yes, it is. heavy. Uh, at least first couple episodes, I think we'll have a little more to um, really discuss in uh, you know kind of what comes next here. But uh, but yeah, it's. It's been yep. fun to just kind of be an audiobook for a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, well, uh, any any other deals there, Miss? Uh, that's the end of the shout outs for the evening. Uh, but I say if you like what you heard, I really appreciate if you want to leave a review on your platform of choice. Uh, we always appreciate that. If your platform allows it and you feel strongly enough to leave a text review, please feel free to do so. Uh, or you can reach out to us at Myths and Stories, Z instead of an S, uh, on Twitter. And uh, we read through those as well. And you may see yourself as a future shout out. Sweet. Well, I guess I got to give my thank you. Um, uh, shoot, I don't know, man. Um, you know what? I'm going to do a weird one. Thank you, me. Thank you, me, for coming up with stupid phrases like Raz raised the town. Especially when Raz isn't even his name. I know, but it's, it's close. Razil Azir. I can't Razil. pronounce that shit, myth. That's a tongue twister. Razil Azir raising the raz, razzle-dazzle <laughs> town. Fuck. <laughs> Thank you, me, for screwing it up. <laughs> Uh, all right well that's the end of that <laughs> myth you got anything else that's it all righty well then from all of us lore daddies to all of you lore nerds out there we'll see you next time